0: amen amen thank you thank you Paul for that introduction and good morning, good morning. buenos dias you. Um, you know i uh, I was thinking that uh, for some reason my um, my reading and my uh, singing sounds better in Spanish for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm, 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 I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I know Pastor Dave is upstairs uh, uh, doing the message, speaking, uh, preaching in English. And I have my father in law, Mark, translating for him into Spanish. And uh, this morning, I, um, I, I was he wasn't there. Uh, my father Mark wasn't there, and I, I, I texted him. I said, "You are on your way?" And um, he didn't text back. And I saw, I told Dave. I said, "You might have to do it in Spanish." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, yeah, he laughed. <laughs> but uh, we had a we had a, a plan B. Uh, my nephew also, he was he was ready to, do it just in case, but Mark, Mike, Mark is here, so they uh, think they are in the service as well, uh, and uh, so I'm so grateful for him and uh, for you guys. I have a lot to say. Um, you know, a lot of times you're sitting there, and uh, you know what to say, and you have it in your heart and your mind, and then when you come up here, you forget everything, <laughs> and uh, just uh, one thing that I, wanna for- I don't want to forget to say is... Um, we are so grateful. We're so thankful for the opportunity that uh, you guys have given us, and God also to be here with you all, worshiping and doing ministry with you. I wanted to tell you that, um, like I said in the summer last year, you know we were praying for a church that opened the doors for us, so we can start Casa sobre la Roca, and um, we were praying and praying, and we were meeting in our in our house. And I know that we had over there like a parole 2025 20, in our little home, and we were really crowded, and uh, we were just just praying that uh, we can find a church that uh, will open the door and that we can uh, use and be there use facilities and be there, be uh, preaching the word and be a light for the community for the Latino- Hispanic community on the south side of Indianapolis, and uh, God brought us here. And I wanted to tell you that uh, we don't take it for granted. Uh, we, we are really grateful and thankful for you guys and the opportunity to use the building. And uh, uh, people are growing. Uh, we, we had already three, uh, four people baptized two months ago, and people are changing, and we had uh, people save uh, we had three people save uh, two months ago and uh, the church is the church is growing and i wanted to tell you that uh, you are part of that you you really have a big part of that and thank you thank you so much for being willing to um, uh, you know to participate alongside us and, uh, i'm so i'm so excited for that to see years to come that uh, so we can uh, work together and be a uh, uh, a light for this community on the south side of Indianapolis. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, uh, like I said before, um, you know, I'm I'm from Mexico, and uh, I uh, I uh, had a privilege and a blessing to uh, know the, the Lord when I was 13 years old in Mexico, in a small town over there in uh, central Central Mexico, and. Uh, just uh when I was thirteen, my life changed, and since then i've been i 've been with uh, you know closer to God with the Lord living for the Lord, uh, not perfect like uh, everybody but uh, you know I, I just just uh, my life changed and surrendered my life to christ and since then, I just remember that I had a big burden to preach the word to, to be a witness for Christ and uh, I wanted to talk to you about that I want to talk to you about be witnesses for the Lord and uh, just uh, encourage you to, uh, whatever you are, whatever you, you live, whatever you do, whatever you, uh, uh, the activity you, that you do, just, just try to be a witness for, for the Lord. And one thing that we need today is be witnesses for Christ. And um, I wanted to say that uh, I have five kids. Um, I'm in competition with Pastor Dave. But I have five kids, uh, three older, they're already married, they're going to the house, and, and we have two little ones, two little girls, uh, three and four, and uh, they keep us busy, really busy. We decided to start all over again, we didn't know really when we, when, when, you know, we got them that we, were, uh, we got ourselves, ourselves into, but uh, it just it, it's a lot of work. I, talk, I was talking to my wife and I said, honey, do you realize that you thought about, you know, all the things that we needed to get done with them. And as I said, I didn't, but, you know, we're here and God will give us his grace and give us what we need to go through them and with them and everything. So we are so blessed to have uh, Josie and Julia with us. And, and it's, it's a big blessing and uh, we love them and uh, we hope that uh, when they grow, they can be <clears throat> with the Lord and, and their ways, like my older, older kids as well. Um, okay, so let's open our Bible. If you have uh, your Bible, if not, uh, there on the, on, there's the scripture there, 1 John 5, chapter 5. And I'm going to start reading the Bible here for you guys. <clears throat> and then if, uh, if, uh, if you can follow there for me. And then we're going to go through the uh, message that I have for you. And the message, the title of my message is Witnesses of Christ. And <clears throat> I'm going to start reading here the first. Uh, uh, John chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. Okay. Pastor Dave told me, feel at home. This is feel at home. So at my house, at Casa Sobre la Roca, I preach like an hour and 30 minutes, give or take, two hours. So this is kind of like I'm going to do. No, probably not. I was telling Paul that uh, when I'm a little nervous, which I am, and when I'm preaching, of course, in another language, you know, I, I usually go short. So if we... Finish a little short today so it's on me. I'm sorry but uh, I know Pastor Dave he usually goes 40 minutes or so. I'll, I'll go a little bit less. <clears throat> John First John chapter 5 verse 1 <clears throat> uh, the, the word God says everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth, is truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree. If we receive the testimony of man, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God is Made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life, whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. I was encouraged to talk to you about John. Um, 1 John chapter 5, because I know you guys going through the scripture reading, and this John chapter 5, you're probably going to read this next week. So I want to talk to you, both, talk to you about witnesses of Christ, and you have some notes there on your, on your uh, paper there. But let me tell you, before we go into those notes, <clears throat> being a witness is a great responsibility, but also it's a great need. And give you a little bit of context from the Bible, long before the Lord himself has established a process for the Israelites' courts in order to arrive to the truth. The process consisted of finding two or three w- objected witnesses other than the, than the plaintiff. So the Old Testament... And the more recent Jews' courts always require, require a reliable witness. And the Bible, even the Apostle Paul said, this is the third time in a, in, that I'm coming to you, and a matter will be decided, any matter will be decided by the mouth of two or three witnesses. So the Bible tells us that in the, even in the history of the Jews, the Israelites, that any, any matter, any problem that they had, they always, they always decided that by two or three witnesses. And uh, John here, if you notice the scripture that we read, is talking about giving testimony. It's, all, it's talking about being, being testified about Jesus. And he's talking about the need of being witnesses for Jesus. And so he's going back, John is going back to his gospel when he heard about this guy giving testimony about Jesus, and he was John the Baptist. So Jesus himself used the process when he established his claim as the savior of the world before an skeptical crowd of his countrymen. And he said, if I, if I only bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. Another is the one who testified about me. So, Jesus is saying, John is saying about Jesus that when he was, he was in the world, John was giving testimony about him. And John gave a testimony about Jesus. So, John the Baptist, as a witness, he gave testimony about Jesus. And not only that, also when Jesus was being baptized, the Father appeared and he gave testimony about his son. So, you can see and you can you can go back and understand that for for the Israelites to see that uh, to see that somebody was given testimony about jesus it was it was something written it was something on the history that if it, if he was the true Jesus the true the real Son of God, he needed to have at least two or three witnesses talking about. Himself, that he was the Son of God. And here we have John the Baptist, and also we have the Bautismo, and also we have the boys that appear in heaven giving testimony that he was the Son of God. So here, what we have in John chapter 5, we have John really talking to a people that didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. They did, what they believe, they believe that Jesus, that God came, God came to Jesus only in the bautismo, okay? And then he left him when he was on the cross. That was uh, the, the word Gnosticism, you know? They, they, they started to believe that and it was, there was something that came up on the After Jesus left, believing that really, what, whatever it was, uh, the spirit wasn't Jesus. It was just God himself, and then he left them, or he left them uh, right before he died on the cross. So, how did Jesus came? John says, by water and blood. Water and blood. What he means by that? He means water and blood. What John was saying in John chapter 5. He was saying that a lot of people believe, a lot of people that not study the Bible believe that uh, he was meaning water, the baptism of Jesus, and the blood when he died and the cross for our sins. That's what they believe. But that's what they what that, that's what that means. And also in the, uh, now in the verse eight, b- verse number eight, there are three who bear witness on earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood, the blood. And these three witnesses speak. Of Christ and his redemption work on the cross. Here we have the the you know the again the blood, the, we have the spirit and we have the water. In the spirit talking about Jesus, we have the, the water, we have the baptismal and we have the blood when he died on the cross for our sins. And now in verse nine nine, if we consider these verses. In the larger context of a Scripture, we see that the expression, the testimony of man, it's a reference of John the Baptist. So, John is talking about giving testimony, about the testimony of Jesus, about the testimony of um, Jesus Christ, a given testimony of him. Remember, for the Jews, it was important to have two or three witnesses two, three witnesses. So John is saying, you know, there's John giving testimony. There is there's the water. There was the voice, and he died on the cross. So there's your witnesses right there. So you need to believe that he was, that he is. He's telling the people back then, he is the son of God. He is God. And uh, there was a lot of people that didn't believe that at that time. And, uh, and these days as well. So Jesus said, of the Baptist, there is, oh, what, what I'm trying to say here, on refers to John the Baptist, there is another who testified about myself. And I know that his testimony about me is valid. And then in the same context, John says, Jesus added, I have greater witness than John. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness. He did witness about me. And then John is saying, you know, John gave testimony about me, but there is another one who gave testimony that is bigger than John, and that was God himself. So now John is saying, so not, John is saying, not only John the Baptist gave testimony about Jesus, not only the water, not only the, the cross, but also the Father gave testimony about Jesus Christ. And the verse 10, now says the believer has accepted the testimony that God has given through the Spirit about His Son. John addresses the false teachers of his days, who said they believe in God but rejected the birth and the death of His Son. So that was a lot, it was a lot going on about that. Well, let me tell you that man cannot say that he has faith in God and at the same time, reject the testimony about Jesus Christ. So if we, we say that we have faith in Jesus and fed in God, faith in God, we have to accept that we believe also in Jesus Christ. Those two are together. Verse 11 says, what is in the context of God? What is the context of God testimony? At the end of the day, what is, this, what is it that we're talking about? Verse 11, God has given us eternal life. Amen. God has given us eternal life. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects or denies the Son will not see life because God's wrath remains on him. So that's very simple. And this is what we're preaching. This is, what we, this is our testimony. What are we going to say? That's, this is what we believe, our testimony. Our testimony is who, he who has the Son has life. It means that by faith the believer has accepted Jesus Christ on his heart. He has eternal life. Right? But also the contrary is also true. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Very simple. And that, that is the gospel and that is the message that we preach and that is our testimony. That is a testimony that we say to other people. Now, we must be witness of Christ, as John was. I don't know if um, you uh, had the opportunity to um, be a be a witness in a court or, or a uh, a place like that before. I know I have, and when I when I did that, I once years ago, years back, it was it was shock. I mean, it was I was nervous. It was it was a quite experience, and uh, it's, it is it is it was it was a. Uh, in Iraq at one, one point, but uh, I went up there and, uh, and I just, I just said what I needed to say about this man that was there and I gave my testimony and I spoke about him, about his life, about what he did, about his character. And quite interesting. So here, witness, let me tell you that the witness Testimony, mainly a witness, it comes from a word, martus or mar- martis. And, and it means one who testifies. It comes from a word from the Greek that says martureo, martureo. And it means by act or word, his testimony of him, marturion, of the truth. This act of witnessing is called his testimony of him. It says here, in all in, in times, as in the present, this was a legal term for a testimony given by or against one on a trial by a court. In the Christian terms, the word come, or comes to mean the testimony given by a Christian witness about Christ and his saving power. Because such a testimony often results in arrest and scoring or death. The Greek term was translated as a martyr, meaning one who suffers or dies before surrendering his faith. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to, for for me, for you to, to get this morning is that the word Witness and the Bible, it, it's translated martyr or martyr. The means what it means is somebody who give gives his life being a witness for Jesus. So it's not the word is not very when I when I was studying this, it's not very light. It's heavy, really heavy. Means that when we are. Being witness for Jesus, we being Martins for Jesus. It means that we are given our lives to be a testimony for the Lord, for Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what John did. John the Baptist. He gave his life to be a testimony for the Lord. And and that's what what I want to encourage you this morning. So we're going to go through these three points really quickly But I want to encourage you to be a witness To be a Martin, martyr for Jesus Christ Let's go to number one Number one says Be a witness by loving, loving others Be a witness by loving others You know um, A lot of times I feel like uh, the word love it, it's, it's a word that we use very lightly a lot of times we just say, I love you, bye, you know, oh, yeah, oh, I love this, you know, or something like that, and, 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 and I, now, now that I've been here long enough in the States, and I feel like I use that sometimes, and I say, what, what we what are we saying that? What, uh, but that's the, how we say it, you know, that's, you know, oh, I love to do this, or, you know, we, we, we use it, but uh, very lightly sometimes, and... Uh, it has, it has very strong meaning in the Bible. And uh, God is telling us here in John, the whole whole book of John, First John. It, he talks a lot about love. He talks about if you love God, if you are born again, you should love God and love others. And if you say you, that you love God, you need to show that by loving all the people. You cannot, you cannot Stay away from people and hate people or you be bothered by people or you don't like people and say that you love God. Because if you love God, you should love other people and be willing to love people and be around them. A lot of times, a lot of times, you know, we say, oh, I love Jesus and I love Jesus. And Lord, I love you so much, but I don't like these people. Oh, I love the Lord, I love the Lord Man, Lord, you're so awesome But I don't like to go to church I don't like church How come? That is a contradiction Because if we say that we love the Lord We should love his bride as well You know, that's wrong for me to say Bob, where are you, Bob? Are you here, Bob? Where's Bob? Right there It's wrong for me to say Bob, I like you Bob, man, you're a good man. I like but I don't like your wife. (laughs) You know, I'm sorry, Bob. Yeah, I want to stay away from her. No, Bob, I want to hang out with you, but not, not with your wife, Bob. How would he respond? Man, I'll tell you how to respond if somebody said that about my wife, about me, eh, Ricardo I like you man you're a good guy and everything but I don't like your wife. No 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 just just don't mention her don't I don't want to talk to her. Matter of fact, matter of fact I I don't like her. You know what I say if you don't want to hang out with my wife, you don't want to hang out with me. And some people sometimes I feel like that's what they say about the church, about about Jesus. I love Jesus. I love I love I love the Lord, but, but uh, don't say anything about church. I don't like to go to church. I don't like church. Jesus said that he gave, the Apostle, apostle say that he gave his blood to buy the church. He, paid, he, he bought the church with his blood. So if we say that we love Jesus, we ought to love the people. Well, because when we love people, we love in God, and that's what it is. And John is telling us, he reminded us, because there was people there at that time that they said, "Ah, oh, we love God, we love God," but they didn't like they didn't like to hang out with other believers, the church. So be a witness by loving others. And how, how do we love others? Well, I wrote three things here. They're not there, but you can write it down. How do we love others? Well, we can love others by praying for them. Praying for them. You know, pray for them. That's, that's one big thing that you can, you can show that you love others. Pray for people. Pray for them. You know, Pray so they can get saved one day. Pray that uh, they, they can grow in their Christian faith, you know. Not everybody are mature like you or like me, you know. No, that, was a, that was a sarcastic way to say it, but not, not everybody, are, you know. We, we, need to, we need to pray for other people, for their needs, for their life, for what they need, for, for uh, uh, their, their, their problems or their situations. Pray for them. Pray for them. That's a, that's a big way of loving others. Not only that, how do we love others? By serving them. Do you know, a lot of times serving other people requires a sacrifice. Sometimes loving people, serving them requires being humble. You know, we like other people to serve us. We like other people to attend us and, you know, but uh, serving other people, sometimes it requires being humble on my part. You know, go and take him some food or a little water or whatever it, it, it takes being humble. It takes sometimes being out of our comfort zone. And a lot of times, we don't like to be uncomfortable. You know, that's a big thing in our culture now. We don't like to be inc- uncomfortable. We like to be on, on, the, on the place that we know, on the spot that we know, on the, on the things that we know, on the, uh, uh, all the things that we do. I am like to be there. But if, we, if you take me out of that, I'm uncomfortable. No, I don't want to do that. And sometimes, it's good to be there. Sometimes, it's good to be there. Um, you know, in my neighborhood, I, uh, four years ago, five years ago, I, I, was, I was praying that, uh, that uh, God would do, would do something in my life and in and, and our community. And um, hearing the word of God from other preachers, and I came to the conclusion that I needed to do something in my neighborhood. And um, something that uh, I was praying and talking to my wife, and I said, you know, I feel like I'm very, we are very comfortable right now in what we're doing. You know, we just go to church, we listen, and, and, and then we, we, we just go home, and we go through our lives. And I said, I feel, feel like we need to do something. And we were praying, and she agreed. And it's true, yeah, well, I mean, we're not doing anything. And we prayed. So it came to the conclusion i like to play softball, I like, matter of fact, I like to play all sports, and uh, and uh, except for golf. But, uh, uh, anyways, I was I was trying to do uh, something, and then it came to the conclusion that you know I'm going to go to my neighborhood, and then I'm going to go invite him. I'm going to make a team of softball, and I'm going to go and invite them, and I'm going to through that I'm going to invite them to church. That's what I'm going to do. And I don't know all these people, but I'm going to go knock at the door, and I'm going to say, "You want to? You want to be on a softball team?" And see what they say. And a lot of, I know probably they're gonna say no, but some of them might say yes, and I'm gonna make a, put a team together. So that's what I did. In my neighborhood, which is probably like 80, 90 houses on my small neighborhood, so I went there and and I knocked at the door. When I saw that there was a guy there, I said, hey, do you wanna be on my softball team? We're gonna do, oh no, thanks. Okay, well, it's fine. And then I go to the next one. So long story short, I got a softball team together. Okay, so we playing here in Greenwood, and, uh, and so I got the uh, fo- and I told them, you know, you need to pay forty dollars, and they will get us the registration and a, a t-shirt and all that. And so, so we playing, we get in all the team together, and all of a sudden, so I go there and I started to hear all these jokes, and I started to hear these words that they most most of them they use because this is not Christian men, you know, all that. And, and for let me tell you that for a long time, I ha, been, haven't been around on that, of that, on that. and I was a, a little, you know what I'm talking about, a little, uh, not surprised, but uh, my, my spirit, a little down when I heard all this, you know, being around people like that, and some of them, they like to drink, and well, they like to do this or do that when, when they go play softball and all that, and I don't. And so I was exposed to that, a little uncomfortable, do that, and not I went, but I said, you know what? This is good. Sometimes that is good, and what I did, I invited them, Some of them, two families, they started going to church because of that. What I'm trying to say is be a witness by serving others, even if you, it puts you being uncomfortable. What about you? What about you? You know, you had to be a witness for Christ, and also, let me go forward in my message. Ocho, be a witness by doing acts of kindness. Doing an act of kindness. Um, you know, sometimes you're hurt or you know or you will find out that somebody has a need. You can step up and help. You are loving others by supplying that need. You know, sometimes other people need uh something to be done in their house. Be kind. Do that act of kindness. And I know doing that, you love other people. So going back to John, John was a man, a human being, that he let Christ shine through his life. You know, somebody said, let's be a witness, a witness that shines the light of Christ. Somebody said, Witness of Christ, they will conquer the world by lighting millions of human torches with the oxygen of the gospel. Last December, we had the opportunity to go to the fair. The, the, not the fair, but the, they do here in December, what's it called? The uh, lights, they do the lights. I don't know if you guys went there in December. My family and I went there. And, and there's a millions of light bulbs that they take to light that up and, and with music and everything, it was awesome. It was spectacular. It was unbelievable. But it's a show that is really nice. You know, millions of lights were required to do that. You know, that's what we need. Calvary Baptist Church, that's what we need. We need to start really being witnesses for Christ and by loving others and light, my light, it'll be on. It'll be on. And if you light be on, we have more light to shine. The light of Jesus Christ. Because the light of Christ, when, when it shines the, mo- the most, is when it's dark. You know, we live in the darkness world right now. And this is the time for you and me to shine. So be, be a witness by loving others. Number two, there are your notes. Be a witness by saying no. Be a witness by saying no. What do you mean by that? Our testimony is a big no. No, I am not. John was the light, but he or his testimony was a no, right? And his gospel, matter of fact, he never called himself John the Baptist, but only John. If there were only one label about John, I think he will be happy to be called John the witness. John the witness. So this is the testimony of John. He said, John said, I'm not the Christ. Remember that? He said, I'm not the Christ. He said, I'm not Elijah. He said, I'm not the prophet. He said, I'm not worthy. You see, the constant here said, no, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. So he said, it's necessary that he crease and I decrease. So this is the big no of our testimony. He says, I'm not the light. I'm not Christ, I'm not the lion, I'm not the prophet. And he said, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy even to, to untie his strap of his sandals. And also, later on he said, I'm not even the groom. I'm just the friend. And, and when, the, when the bride comes, I'll, I'm just the friend. I'm not the groom. And then the light is going to be on the bride and the groom, and I'm going to step away. I'm going to stay aside. Can you can you imagine that? It would be ridiculous to think that uh, all the light is going to be shining on on the friend of the groom. John said, "I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the Christ, but I have been sent before Him. The one who has the bride is the groom, but the friend of the groom who is there." and hears him, rejoices greatly with the voice of the groom. So he says, I'm not the groom. I'm just a friend. And when the bride comes and joins the groom, and everyone stops looking at me to look at him, my joy will be complete. So the Bible says, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Psalms 115.1. So not to us. So we must not exalt, exalt ourselves. So let me tell you, that be aware of, of the witness who needs to draw attention to himself. Watch out the preacher who constantly seeks to put himself in a good light to talk over and over again about his ministry and his successes. Watch out for for his own tendency to love the to the praise of men. Be aware of seeking yourself approval from others. You know we live in a world that we like to get approved. We like to people uh, to tell us that what we're doing is right. What we're doing approval from people, from people, from people, and we live by that. Sometimes, you know, Facebook or, or social media is full of that. That you know we. We just love. We love the likes. We love the views. We love you know, we love people, all the people to tell us, you know, that, uh, that we're doing right when we, we need to seek the approval of the Lord. So, so, this is the big no of our testimony. The big no is no, I'm not. It's not about me. It's about God. It's about the cross. It's not about what I think. It's not, it's not about what I feel. It's not about my priorities. It's not about my comfort zone. It's not about that. It's about the, the work of redemption of Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross for us. That's what it's all about. There's a book that Max Lucado wrote once that I read that really changed my life and helped me. It, 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 was, it was not about me. It's not about me. I think in Spanish is no se trata de mi. It's not about me. And he talks there in that book about, you know, it's, it's about what Christ did for you and me. So be a witness saying no. The last point is this. Be a witness by using your voice. Be a witness by using your voice. So who is John? So he said, John, who are you? They asked him. John, who are you? And he said, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not Elijah. I'm not the prophet. No, no, no. So who are you, John? Who is John? Who does he describe himself? He said, I am the voice. That's what he said. I am the voice. What do you say? What do you say about yourself? Who are you? You know, we have our identity in Jesus Christ. I'm a son of God. That's who I am. But he said, Who are you? He said, I'm just a boy. He says, He said, I'm the voice of one who cries on the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. That's what John said. I'm just a voice, nothing else. I'm just a voice, a witness. I'm a simple voice. We are only witnesses of Jesus Christ. But the Bible says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witnesses. The word witnesses is martus. One who testify, martureo, which means one who lived and is willing to die for Jesus Christ. That's what it means. That's, that, is, that is being witness, witnesses for the Lord. So use your voice. Use your, use your voice. Again, martyr is from martus, martus witnesses. The word can be applied to all believers. Called to be witness to Jesus to the end of the earth, by strictly speaking, to applies only to those who give their lives to faith in Christ. So John, I don't know if you know the story, and I'm about to, I'm going to the end, about to finish. John, bear witness for Christ and cost him his life. If you know the Bible, you know your Bible. John was beheaded. And the birthday party by Herod. Remember that? Cost him his life. He died being a witness for the Lord. So he literally. This term applies to his life. He was a burning and shining torch. The Bible says John 5.35. So he gave his life literally for the Lord. He was a burning and and shining torch, the Bible says. Sometimes we like to shine. But most of the time we don't like to be burned. We like the shine part, but we don't like to be burned. But let me tell you, you the been Christians for a long time, you know, you know that a lot of times you you Exhaust yourself, you burn yourself you, you get, when you give life to Christ. You know, one of the things that I'm grateful and, and really thankful for this church, that is this church has been a testimony for the Lord how many years? 60 years? More than 60 years now? That's awesome. You know, I hope that uh, my, my, my kids and my grandkids still can see this church being a testimony being this church, seeing this church to be a testimony for the Lord all the years to come. So one voice, one witness, that was John. He said, I'm a simple voice. I'm not the Christ. And here we go. What was the testimony? This is the testimony that they preach, that we preach. This is the testimony, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to the end. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So what do we say? What is the testimony? So what am I going to testify about? This is the testimony right here. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. That's it. This is the testimony. He who has the Son of God has life. And he who who does not have the Son of God does not have life. He who has the testimony of God has a Son and has eternal life. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, Christians, Eternal life exists and it is found only in Jesus Christ. Receive it today if you don't have Jesus in your heart. Surrender to Christ today, accept it today and you will have peace, change, new and complete life in him. If you never receive Jesus, if you never, if you don't have this life This is the testimony that we give you this morning. You need to accept Jesus in your heart and you you will have eternal life. Brothers and sisters, we must be witnesses. It's a great need. Even if it costs us our lives, I can tell you, I can uh, uh, almost assure you that most of us, we don't have to die physically. Because this this is not the country that we live in. Right now. But maybe not physically, but what about emotionally, spirit, spirit, spiritually? Maybe you had to surrender your, your pride, your ego, your comfort, your time, your material possessions, your security, your appearance. You maybe had to surrender to be a witness for the Lord. And those are things that we can give so we can be a witness. Sometimes we don't like it. Sometimes we don't want it. Sometimes we're not willing. But maybe God is asking you to do something like that. Your testimony is necessary. Going back to the beginning. God, according to the history of the Israelites, needed two or three witnesses. So, What I can get from that, you know what? Most of us, when we came to the Lord, we are products of one, two, or three people that invited us, that talked to us, that witnessed to us to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. I can almost assure and say that most of us, almost every believer never came to the Lord just by hearing one people. I can say, I almost say, almost assure you that most of us were a product of people being a witness in our lives one, two, three, or more times because that's how God works. And then after that, we say, you know what? I went to church. I'm ready. I'm ready because there was one. There was two, there was three or four witnesses or four people They invited us, they witnessed to us. And then finally, after the five or six people said, you know what, I'm ready, I'm going to go. But it was just not one person. There was two, there was three, there was four. So my point is to you is, we must, we must tell people. Because you never know. You might be the one that has been listened and said, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm going to accept your invitation, and I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to follow Christ now. So, for the mouth of one or the two or three witnesses. So, we must. It is a great need. Lastly, I say, John, bear witness of Christ or to Christ and cost him his own life. You know that all the apostles die as martyrs except for one? Except for John, this guy who's written this book. All of them, the rest of them die as martyrs. What about you? What about me? What are we willing to give to be a witness for the Lord? Witnesses for Christ. Be a witness by loving others. Be a witness by saying no. And be a witness by using your voice for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray.